What is a person but a collection of choices? Where do those choices come from? Do I have a choice? Hello there and welcome to the hosts of Westworld, a fan critical podcast. Tonight we will be discussing the penultimate episode of season two titled Vanishing Point. Giving our thoughts on the episode before handing the reins to Len with his crazy Reddit theory. And slightly accurate, some are right and now we know that some are definitely wrong theories. Yeah, I mean, but it don't roll off the tongue, does it? No, it doesn't, mate. No. No. You're right. Uh, Well, there we go. So that's one member of the the podcast introduced. How's it going, Lem? Yeah, it's good, mate. Um, Excited to talk about this episode and excited to talk about all of the permutations going into the the finale next week. Yeah. Uh, We are unfortunately down two members this week, and it does happen to be both girls, Emma and Lucy. Uh, It's not related, uh, and we don't hate women or anything like that. Um, But I think this is going to be a better podcast, to be honest. Oh, God. I well, hope they're not listening. Well, you're you know. already straying into dangerous territory. <laughs> and that's the other member of uh, of today's podcast, uh, Gaz in Australia. How you doing, buddy? Yep, very well. Thanks, mate. Yeah, um, I'm looking forward to I'm looking forward to hearing what you guys think of this episode because, yeah, well, I, I, there's a lot to think about, a lot to talk about. Isn't there? Uh, well, look, why don't we start with you then? Uh, why don't you give us your thoughts on the episode and give us a blueberry rating? And obviously, for new listeners, uh, explain what the blueberry system is. The uh, the blueberry system, um, for any new listeners, is a pretty simple rating system. Um, I'll be honest, hopefully you understand it after the first time of hearing the explanation. It is a, a five um, blueberry rating system, so... Um, if you love it, it's five blueberries. If you hate it, it's zero blueberries. Um, don't think we've ever had a zero blueberry situation yet. And you cannot have half a blueberry. Um, that is pretty difficult in real life, and it is also difficult in the conceptual world Correct. of blueberry ratings. Um, so it is a three blueberry episode. Um, some of the events in this episode were kind of absolutely groundbreaking and um, viewing shattering um, they were huge they were pretty pretty seismic events but at the same time there was a lot of uh, a lot of a return to, to some of the things that we've had that that I've had a problem with in this series with some slow moving stories and some kind the of irony some confusion was created that was unnecessary at times I think they they convolute certain certain elements of this story yes. um but overall again it's it's setting us up really nicely for a cracking final episode and that's what I'm uh, that's why I'm I'm still quite happy with this episode of television 
Len, do you want to give us a less convoluted... Yeah, I'm going to go for a more concise uh, sort of <laughs> reply. Um, if last week's episode was a uh, five blueberries, which uh, across the board I think we pretty much all gave it that. Because well, it, it, Lucy gave it a four for some But reason. it's the standout episode of the of the season easily. Um, I really enjoyed this episode. And like Gaz said, there's some serious like what the fuck moments going on here. Um, mm. Two two of which, which are excellent. Um and even some of the monologuing was better. I just don't think it quite lives up to last week's episode. But it does really push the plot along and explains a couple of things and proves a couple of theories. Whilst also dangling a couple, just it, teetering them into the finale next week. One major one, which we've been talking about for the last couple of weeks um, with the Man in Black. So I'm going to give it a four out of five blueberries. I think this is a really good episode leading into um, the finale. It's, you know, it's the standard, let's get all our pieces into the right place. And let's see what happens in the finale. I think, um, judging from the promo that I've seen, it looks incredible like already. Like in terms of, <laughs> like it looks like there's a lot more in it than I expected there to be mm. next week. So I understand what they had to do this episode, and uh, yeah, I really enjoyed it. I really enjoyed it. Cool. Um, I'm going to be even more concise than that. Uh, it's um, I'll give it a I'll give it a three. I think it's probably the worst episode of the season for me. Um, Alongside uh, Akane no Me. Um, oh, come on. That's just mental, though, that. That's <clears throat> why nice. I know. It's, it's all opinions, and we can't... You can never... Don't criticise the Blueberry Scale, and I I do sound very um, critical at this point. But, Fan um, critical. Yeah. But, um, you know, when we say that even episode here that's a three, it's mm. still one of the best things on television. If I was to compare it to a fucking episode of EastEnders, yes, it's a masterpiece. But you expect a certain amount, and yeah. maybe it didn't help following uh, last week's episode, which was the, clearly the best episode of the season. Yeah, um, 100%. I just think there was like there was quite a lot of things that even when I, I was going back and and on a second watch, kind of revisiting notes, and you'll see when I, I go through some of the uh, some of the stories that like a lot of it just seems a bit dragged out, and probably quite a disappointing episode nine knowing that we now only have one episode left. Yeah, maybe you're just used to the old uh, Game of Thrones, Game of Thrones formula mate. where yeah. episode 9 is the big the big whammy yeah. and episode Balls 10 deep. is the move pieces around to prepare them for the next season. I think Westworld <laughs> does things the other way the other way around. I mean, if you look back at season 1, um I don't think it's episode 9 was spectacular. Um I but it's but it's season finale was phenomenal. Um and I trust Nolan and Joy to do a good job because they did a good job in season one. I think the quality of this season hasn't been as good, but I think it has been still extremely high. Yeah, And I'm excited to see all of the jigsaw pieces come together in the final <clears throat> episode because that's what they're so good at is putting these little pieces of a puzzle together in a very satisfying way for us. Yeah. So after last week's episode dedicated to Akijita, yeah. <laughs> um, this week's episode returns to a familiar format. So it's broken up into four main stories, and that's how we're going to review the the episode. So we follow uh, Bernard, uh, featuring Ford and Maeve. Uh, we have Dolores and Teddy, uh, and we have the Mib, past and present. Yeah, boy. Um, so rather than follow the episode as it goes and jump around the various timelines and stories, uh, we'll just focus on each story as it goes. Uh, and the first one I'm going to focus on uh, is going to be Dolores and Teddy. Okay. Uh, Dolores and Teddy meet Ghost Nation and Wanaton. 
Who do you know who he is? Is he the lieutenant sort of Ghost Nation-y guy? The guy that's sort of Straight like... to lieutenant. What's that based on? Well, he's the only other guy that I've seen, so I'm just going to call him the lieutenant. There you go, that's how promotions work in Lef- the army. Lieutenant in England. Um, so, yeah, I think I, he's he's the guy we saw at the start of this season um, where they play the video back from the Ghost Nation's head and it says Dolores saying, I told you, not all of us deserve to make it yeah. um, to the Valley Beyond. Or yeah, whatever. yeah, yeah. So it's interesting that we've seen him here now and that's really tied that sort of little thread up. So yep. we know how he arrives there and yep. how him and Dolores cross paths now. Mm. Um, they call her the Deathbringer. So <laughs> really hammering home what Aki was talking about last week and how we said that it's setting up this um, Aki and Dolores showdown. I still foresee that happening because it, they're, just, they're just really signposting it here. Um, we put it out on social media and there was a 50-50 split. Some people were thinking, I mean, this season seems very polarising. Um, literally, some people were like, yeah, this is definitely going to happen. Or some people still felt it was Maeve, but, you know, we'll see where that's leading to. That's also very strong possibility. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I didn't I didn't love the scene because I like the Ghost Nation and we just like really got attached to them and a whole like tribe of them just got wiped out. So mm. I mean, in my notes, I just wrote they just couldn't afford Zahn in this episode, I'm assuming. Zahn McLaren. Yeah, well, he must be somewhere, right? Like, he's obviously got Maeve's daughter, and you assume he's within, <laughs> like, a, a larger um, group of braves heading Tribe. towards the valley beyond, right? Yeah. So I hope that's the case. Yeah. So anyway, they say, uh, as Len rightly pointed out, uh, Deathbringer, we've been expecting you. The valley beyond is not for you. Uh, no, it was meant for the people who built this place, a tool to ensure their immortality, but I'm going to use it against them. Uh, it's a new world. Uh, and then Dolores basically says, bollocks, uh, and you're not going to stop us. And then there's lots of shooty-fighty gunplay. Uh, no one of note dies. Teddy refuses to shoot one aton. The beginning of, of Teddy fighting his... Um, Core coding. He's, he's deady persona. Where yeah. He's just killing everyone. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And then we you know, we speed along. Uh, just taking in the natural splendour, except there isn't a trace of nature in any of it, is there? Or in us? And then she's like, well, you still love me, don't you? And he goes, uh, yes, Dolores. No matter what happens, no matter how much I change, or how much you change me, you're my cornerstone. You have been since the first time I laid eyes on you. Mm. Um, that just sounds like a guy that's been in a relationship for too long. Yeah, he's, he's just, you know. <laughs> he's, yeah. dead, he's dead inside. Yeah. Deady. Uh, cut to uh, naked Teddy uh, sitting in what he deems to be his dream world. Mm. Um, Dolores uh, also naked. Um, couple of ropey looking naked extras knocking about in the yeah. corner. Yeah. Um, it always makes you laugh that they go out of their way to get like very. It's not like every naked person in this show is perfect. Yeah, yeah. Why would you design a host that's like all shapes and sizes, my friend? All shapes and sizes, and I guess it makes like Dolores fidelity. Look, yeah, and it makes Dolores look a bit more, um, you know, like heavenly toward you know Teddy will look at her and go, "Oh, she's <laughs> the most beautiful thing I've ever seen." Yeah, look past that big bearded fella. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't know you were in it, mate. <laughs> be funny if he looked at the bearded fella and went beautiful and then that was that's who he fell in love with that's his cornerstone yeah yeah imagine replacing that scene and instead of Dolores it is just John McCann (laughs) he's like 
You've been my cornerstone since I laid eyes on you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Uh, he says, you changed me, made me into a monster. Again, like, there, there are mates of mine that I know have been in long-term relationships that have ultimately <laughs> fallen apart, uh, where you think, yes, yes, she has changed her mate, and you to can, be honest. And you can see it from a distance as well. You can see it. Yeah, they don't listen. I can see it, mate. Yeah. Yeah? So have a go at me. I understand now how this will end. Where you will lead us. You don't want to hurt me, Teddy. No. No, I could never hurt you, Dolores. I'll protect you until the day I die. I'm sorry. I can't protect you anymore. And then a distraught Dolores pulls a very weird face. Hmm. Yeah. Like, what yeah. the fuck was that? I actually really liked her acting here, I have to say. I was a big, big, big fan of it. It's all about that with you, isn't it? Mm. <laughs> uh, no, like, um, this is um, I, this was one of the shocking scenes for me. Um, mainly because, you know, we expected Teddy from these flash-forward scenes of the present timeline to mm. just somehow be dead with the other hosts in the flood. <laughs> T- Teddy Flood is his name. Um, yeah. But we actually get the reveal that no, he, he blows his brains out here. So I was not expecting that. Um, and it's an amazing twist for Dolores that maybe will change her character for the better now because she can see that everyone around her has died. Yeah. Um, Clem, um, Tallulah wow. Riley's character, I can't remember her name, <laughs> Angela, sorry. Yeah. Um, Teddy, all of her weird masked Wyatt troop men. All the Confederados. Oh, she, yeah, Confederados. Um, everyone. And now the person that she cares most for in the world, and she does genuinely care for him, is gone because of the way what, that that guy she, in the mask? The guy in the mask, yeah. <laughs> um, because of the way she altered uh, Teddy's code. So this hopefully changes her for the better, and we'll see a character shift from her in the f- finale. I'm hoping she has a, a sort of redemption arc here. Like this is, this is the start of her realising that her way isn't the way that is necessary for the host to survive in the long oh, term. Oh, it's just typical though, isn't it? So it takes this guy to blow his brains out for her to go, oh, actually, like, come on. But sometimes you have to, when you lose everything, um, I don't know, but I, I've not lost everything. But I just mean <laughs> I'm that, just waiting for something very profound for someone that hasn't lost yeah, everything. Yeah, fair, fair. But she, <laughs> she's lost, she's lost everything so that's the same point it's the same point <laughs> i've got nothing no fair enough it's a bit confusing it's a bit like is she, has she gone full robot like i am robot i am sad at teddy and <laughs> and then kind of i was trying to work out what was happening and maybe it is maybe it is a beautiful wonderful moment that is that's just gone over my head but to me, it was like, it was just, um, it was really grating. Like I, I, it was, it was one of those moments where you're like, yes, that is acting. You're doing some acting. <laughs> um, I was just gonna say with, um, with, with what happens to Teddy here, it's like, it's like Dolores has caused a short circuit, isn't it? Like, you can't mess around with 
somebody's core coding. personality traits. Yeah, you can't mess around with their core coding or with things that don't comply with their core coding. Yeah, and, um, and, and you know, speaking of that, I just want to know where Rebus is. He's wandering around being the most noble guy ever. We haven't seen any more of him, have we? Hell, yeah. You've messed oh, with his core coding. Yeah. Stephen Ogg, we want to see more of you, please. It shows It shows that the, um, uh, that the techs are actually doing or have been doing a pretty good job of making sure that everything is balanced. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. Creating these hosts that have got balanced personalities that work, whereas Teddy's... Teddy's mix of, of personality traits here clearly doesn't work and leads to him blowing his brains out. Um, very very bold very bold to say that Teddy has a personality. That is bold. <laughs> <laughs> Hello there, this is the advert section of our podcast. If you are enjoying uh, listening to this, do review, share and subscribe to the hosts of Westworld. We are on iTunes, Spotify, TuneIn, and all major podcasting apps. It's also worth noting our parent podcast, Fan Critical. Uh, also on the major platforms, we discuss other TV shows like The Walking Dead, Game of Thrones, Black Mirror, and Stranger Things, as well as major event movies like Avengers Infinity War, Solo, and Deadpool 2, and hopefully more to come. Uh, if you do want to subscribe to us, the easiest way is via our website. There are very many buttons, large buttons. Very large buttons and that's it yeah enjoy the rest of the pod so we're going to crack on uh and the next story i'm going to cover is uh is bernard 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 benito yes with his helmet yes he is bernito yeah so uh bernard's walking around in the dark does that a lot like ominous scary just a very no. moody person. Cheer yeah. up, mate. We then uh, we then get Zombie Clementine. She's back. Yeah, unbelievable that she's back. Uh, I've written here a slow motion death's no longer sacred. Well, that's a very good point, isn't it? Now, you know, I think we all agreed. I mean, I I, I put it out there and said she could still be alive. You but, did, mate. Yeah. Um, I I would prefer if she hadn't have come back, to be honest. But but the way they're using her here is. Uh, amping up her zombie queen status to the ultimate limit. She's gone from a level, say, 10, sort of... Uh, what's a what's a female wizard called? <laughs> she's gone from one of them to... A wizard. There is no name for it. No, she's just a wizard, is she? She's gone from one of them to level 100, maxed out. They just maxed her out instantly like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so, Hale and Computer Dick from last episode... Oh, please let him die. He's so annoying, that he guy. Is shit, yeah. Oh, fucking hell. He's definitely going to die. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's, he just looks snidey. Yeah. I reckon the casting call was get get a snidey one in. Yeah. I, not, not a fan of that. Um, I tailored her admin privileges to spread a simple ex- <laughs> executable payload. Yeah. Now, I'm hoping that's not your line of the week, Gaz. <laughs> but when they said that, <laughs> I just thought, oh, fucking hell, man. Clementine approaches a group of hosts... And uh, and using voodoo Wi-Fi magic obtained from Mave, the mesh network. Yeah, the Wi-Fi magic uh, causes them to fight to the death. Uh, so that's a chaos, isn't it? Mm. Um, reminded me of Kingsman. Yeah, very Kingsmany. So that's a spoiler for Kingsman, the church scene. I think you're referring to there. Yeah, John. With well, um... look, if you haven't seen Kingsman, go see it. It's good fun. Uh, Hale is very pleased. Well done, computer dick. Throw Maeve in the bin now. Uh, and Ford tells Arnold... Uh, Arnold? Fucking hell, sorry. Ford tells oh. 
I know, this show, eh? Uh, so Ford tells Bernard, Bernard, I did say the humans were dicks. Uh, so Elsie, uh, she's still waiting. Um, and and Bernard is like, look, I need to go to Elsie now. He's like, oh, don't worry about that. Uh, just uh, just do one, one more thing for me. Uh, so they visit Maeve. Um, she's a mess, man. It actually makes me sick looking at that scene. Yeah, the neck thing's yeah. it's a bit gross, isn't it? Oh. Yeah. So Ford says, that's close enough, Bernard. She'll search your mind and find a message I've left her. Not a fan of that. I didn't like that at all. No, I'm really liking that because that, that plays into the whole idea that she was talking to Aki last episode. She has these, you know, the ability to basically search through the whole network and see what's going on. The fact that she knows Bernard's there, she will scan his mind. There's no other host in the proximity, yeah. so it's perfect. It makes perfect sense. No, the con- the, I, I've no problem with the concept. Is it was the delivery of it. No, you can't I, be mean to the sir, my friend. He is. Oh, well, I can be, and uh, and I'll go after him again later on as well. No way, um, because he has a few shockers in this episode, um, and that wasn't a shocker, but that definitely happens later. So uh, later in the episode, but we'll cover it now because it makes more sense to do it now. Uh, we get a cool scene where Ford speaks to Maeve. Oh, my dear girl. What have they done to you, Maeve? You learned so much, so fast. A dazzling star. Brought Zulu, and of all the hosts I've made, You, Maeve, were my favourite. It isn't easy to contemplate letting your children die. You were as close as I got to having one. Stella underestimated you. You stayed here in this world to save your child. So have I. You've come so far, and so much of your story left to tell. It's a shame to let them end it here. after that get the little mesh network going yeah. to work and, I know right and we did say that last week that maybe when she was talking to Aki that maybe she was doing some of this stuff um, obviously they blocked her permissions because he's just given her full access to everything it seems like with that <clears throat> with that little godlike power that he still has yep um, I love this scene um, good scene because it finally confirms who was tampering with Maeve's code <laughs> um, at the end of last season that has been a mystery to this point um, since when in the season finale last year we Bernard was like Maeve you've been doing everything <clears throat> you've been scripted to do escape was her primary directive and mm. you know recruit an army and all this sort of stuff and we still hadn't found out who was behind that we always thought it was Ford but now we actually know why it was Ford because this is interesting it's like Dolores is Arnold's 
like creation. Yeah. And Maeve is Ford's creation Ford's creation. And that is just really interesting concept to have these two completely you know, Ford admired Arnold and, and everything that he did and to have these two creations going sort of against each other now mm. is a really interesting concept that I want to see come to a head next week. Um So who who's Labour and who's conservative? It's such a tough one, isn't it? I'd say Ford always seemed like he was a conservative, but Ford he, is conservative. Yeah, like yeah, Bernard is uh, Ben Arnold. Uh, ben, yeah, but Ben Arnold is is definitely like a Corbyn esque kind of yes a leadership. Bit, a bit He's very liberal, and, isn't he? Yeah, and and Aki is like the Green Party. Green Party, yeah, hundred percent Green Party. Yeah, everyone likes Aki. Everyone likes the Green Party, 100%. but not getting a hundred percent behind them because they're definitely not going to win. So, so you just go look. I want to earn. I want to keep more of my money, so I'm going with the Conservatives. Yeah. Um, so there you go. So that is our political podcast. No, I'm, I'm a Bernard. I'm, I'm going behind Bernard in this. Then I have to say, Gaz, where, See, where do this you? Is, this where... No, I'm going. I'm going fully behind Aki because this is um, <laughs> in Australia. They've got preferential voting, so you can vote. You can be behind Aki, and then when he inevitably dies and doesn't win, you can then change your vote. Basically, your second your second choice That's is taken good, into it? account. That's good. Yeah, so, I like that. Yeah, so so you vote Aki first, and then Bernard second. Yeah, Aki dies, and then your vote carries on. It goes goes to Bernard. You so, felt you you feel less guilty then from Aki to Bernard, <laughs> and then all the way to Ford after Bernard yeah, also yeah. dies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Gaz, what did you make of? Um, was it a bit on the nose that scene? Yes. Yes. So that was that was that, that was exactly my issue with it uh, to be honest is it was all a bit kind of expositiony and um like oh let me just quickly fill you in on how I how I feel about Maeve. Um do you know what I mean from 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 Ford. Um just so then so then you know you've you've got this emotional connection that hasn't really hasn't really been developed over the two seasons, has it? Um, I, I can't think, and I'm probably missing some huge scenes here, but I can't think of a scene where they've interacted in the past. No, no. there's there's one scene um, in the first season, which is a beautiful scene, which is after the man in black has... Bru- <laughs> bru- yeah, like bru- I just imagine Ford in, in the whorehouse now. Oh, no, no. He's getting a blowjob or This something. is after uh, Mib has killed... <laughs> beautiful. <laughs> this is after Mib has killed... Um, her daughter and she's like fritzing out and Bernard and, and Ford are trying to calm her down. And fritzing? She, yeah, because she's gone mad because <laughs> her daughter's dead. Is and, that a turn of phrase? Yeah. Fritzing. But basically there's that scene and it's a very interesting scene because Ford calms her down with the reverie music that you heard a lot in season one. Right, yeah. Uh, so they have had an interaction. I agree with you it has come out of the blue. But I think it's a beautiful little reveal. You know, we don't need a piece of evidence all the time to sort of piece these things together. You know, he can have some secrets, this man. You know, he's got loads of them. <laughs> he's got enough of them. Um, Skeletons. I really liked it. And I hope that Maeve not looks up to Ford now or anything like that, because I think, you know, she's been tortured for a long time in this world. <laughs> but I hope that she can sort of, you know, understand the human side of it as well. Understand her creator, which is an interesting thought that Dolores maybe can't do at this stage. So mm. it's interesting. Yeah. All right. Well, look, we're going to move it on because Elsie's been waiting for a while now. She's, she's, um, she's, she's left her behind again, haven't we? Yeah. So Elsie is furious. 
what the hell took you so long? Yes, you'd be raging, wouldn't you? Like, okay, uh, it might seem like it's been even longer because of the Aki episode last week, but Jesus, man, like, I'm just going to quickly do something over here. Think of all the chaos that's happened since then. She must have been in that little car park thing for, what, eight hours, maybe? Yeah, she should have just bolted, mate. Mental. What did you find in the cradle? Uh, and then Ford goes, don't tell her, Bernard, she's a dweeb. Um, and then, uh, very bitchy, uh, Ford. Uh, he does it anyway. Uh, he goes, um, what they're doing to James Delos, uh, they're doing to everyone who's ever visited the park. Uh, and she's like, replicating their cognition. Why? To turn guests into hosts? You're fucking kidding. And then he said, that's what's in the facility. Uh, all the guests laid bare in code on a vast server, like the cradle, only much bigger. Yeah, boy. It's called the Forge. Yeah, theory confirmed. We mentioned it for the last couple of weeks now. Um, so that's a confirmation. We said last week that it looked like a server, the sort of thing that Aki saw um, when it was being constructed in the past. And uh, this is just confirmation of that. We also had the theories in Theory Corner about it housing all of the guest data. That is also confirmed in this little exchange. So interesting. Um, and we're going to hopefully hopefully see some old faces next week i'm hoping i'm hoping to to uh with this little reveal i'm hoping we get you getting your logans i'm hoping Whoop. you're getting your young williams i'm oh, hoping yeah. you're getting a couple of these even delos senior back let's get them all back that'd be good i miss yeah. um good shout daddy delos so then uh bernard and elsie uh are on a road trip and she goes sweet dead people and ammo so she bolts loves all that um and then Ford pipes up again and said, she's going to betray you, Bernie. And he's like, no. And he's like, yes, Benito. She's definitely going to betray you. But fine, whatevs. Do what you want. And then he says, she needn't feel pain. <laughs> Brutal. <laughs> so he's like, can you just yeah. leave it? Like, and then he goes, I merely offer you choices. Uh, and then he says, he doesn't. get out of my fucking head. Um, which is mental. Um, I folded. I was. I like that. That scene cracked me up. I thought it was good acting again. I mean, maybe it's just me, but I, I really liked it. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, but you're talking about a guy that is very straight laced. Yeah, then and he's... then out of nowhere, just like oh, um, yeah. It's like having a like a teacher where they're all like, look, you know, everyone be quiet, and then just fucking freaking out and just hitting a kid or something. Like Jesus. it's just well, it happens. Um, yeah, it does. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Bit on the nose for Gaz there, but there you go. Uh, Bernard ties himself up and deletes Ford. Does he though? No. So I, I'm I'm kind of of the thought here that Ford's just buried his code somewhere else, and it's mm-hmm. just a oh, and it's just a little it's a little trick for Bernie uh. to think that he's to, <laughs> that he's finally free. Um, but I think I think Bernard will need Ford uh, in the finale. I think he'll need some guidance as to what's actually going on. Um, mm. And I think when he needs him most, he will reappear like like, a ge- like the genie. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Does he have to rub anything three times for him to <laughs> Oh, God. I bet he hopes he does. Jesus. Yeah. He's buried himself deep inside. I'm going <laughs> deep inside you, Bernard. <laughs> what does what does Elsie think um, Bernard's doing in this time? Because it's, well, it's yeah, a significant so, well, that, period that of time. Well, yeah, so that was my next line. So, you know, 
Elsie <laughs> comes back uh, and finds Bernard looking very shifty. He's obviously under pressure, so he's sweating. Um, he's got the uh, he's got his hand tied to uh, to the fucking wheel. Yeah. Um, and he's just holding a big fucking white brick thing. Um, and obviously he's got a thing stuck in his arm. So you're obviously thinking this is some sort of VR pornography or some shit. I don't know, but <laughs> he's just plugged himself in for pleasure. Host asphyxiation. He's fucking uh, the car. Yeah. yeah. The car's a host. Well, um, yeah, never Good know. bloody B. Good bloody B. It um, was exhausting. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Ah, oh, Jeepers. Oh, oh God. <laughs> Can we have the girls? Can we have the girls back? Because it gets a bit out of control with these yeah, stupid sorry, puns. Yeah, we've gone off road. Um, oh. So, uh, really bad. Oh, yeah. Right, let's no, stop that's, it now. That's shit, man. We've gone one. Too, we've gone too far. We've run out of gas. Anyway, so, <laughs> so uh, Elsie then says, "What have you been up to?" And he goes, "I wasn't." Um, so, uh, he goes. Uh, We've all been there. <laughs> he says, uh, "I'm leaving you here. Take this. Uh, next time you can, uh, next time you see me, you can out me." So that was a bombshell. So you know he's in a closet. Arnold, not Arnold. Why do I keep saying Arnold? Because he is Arnold. Well, I know, Bernard but Arnold. you know, but Benito, yeah. Closet Benito. Well, we've seen several Bernards in a closet, so... Woohoo! There you go. And then she says, fuck you, Bernard. And that's it. And that, that's the end of that scene. And I feel bad for Elsie because she she's just been abandoned again. Like, <laughs> she was abandoned in front of, like, a cave, and then she's abandoned in a car park, and now she's abandoned in a forest. I mean, come on. Well, at least she had a bucket and chocolate when she was in the fucking cave. Protein bars, mate. What's she got now? Um, She's got dead people and guns. She is never going to trust... Again, and I feel for her all of her future relationships. So we're going to move on to Mib. Uh, we're going to start in the past, because um, that makes more sense, doesn't it? It does. No one else sees it. This thing in me. Even I didn't see it at first. And then one day, he was there. A stain. And the more I thought about it, the more I realized I couldn't remember a time I wasn't there. Invisible to everyone. Except you. Uh, and we'll be coming back to that later. Hmm. Uh, so we've got Party Mib. Um, he's in a little tux. He's looking good. Looking sharp. Looking sharp as. Uh, Mib schools some rich douchebag on Plutarch. Yeah. Uh, well, only the poor kids actually read those books. The rich kids like me didn't have to. Oh, come on, mate. Like, <laughs> now, <laughs> and that dialogue is awful anyway. Um, but also the, the characterization of the upper class and like it's not that bad. Like they're not that dickish. Mm. They, like they've just gone for oh, humans with money. Bad. Like oh, come on, not a fan of that. Um, Mib has a sore arm, 
Uh, and I just wrote that to you, Traeger Finger. I'm going to retract my opinions on Mib being a host. Oh. Um, <laughs> so, or maybe he's going to go as a host all along. And this is this is very interesting <laughs> because I kind of feel like this episode, and we'll talk about it more as this this part of the episode really goes on. But mm. they are literally shoving it in your face. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They are literally like, "Hey, hey, he's a host. He's a host. He's a host." Now, look, he still well could be a host, and I think we are going to see a. I think our theories about seeing a host version of William, be it past or current Mib, is extremely likely. I think it's nailed on that we're going to see a host version. Whether he is the host version or not is very interesting. But this looking at his arm thing was the first sort of. <laughs> sign to me that things are not you know necessarily the way they should be Mm. um if that was the case and i think there's a very interesting point which we'll come on to later which means that if he is human i think it is far far stronger now correct than if he's a host so i'm hoping that's the way they go but um we'll run through it as we get through these these next scenes and we'll talk about how it is more important if he is actually human at this stage dad Mum's pissed up. I'm going to take her home. Uh, we've all been there. And he says, uh, not yet. I just want to have a quick drink first. Uh, and then he goes, McAllen, straight. Yeah, boy. Yeah, boy. And uh, he goes, oh, yeah, nice little drink. No one to, you know, ruin it for me and that. And then out of nowhere, philanthropy suits you. Oh, for fuck. What are you doing here? Yeah. So Ford's at the end. And he's, uh, you know, he's digging him out. Mm-hmm. In his in his 4D way, and he's like, "Oh, what's Oz doing about his wizard?" Good, good, very good line. Yeah, that's nice. Yeah, Ford has a little chuckle. Uh, he looks a bit pissed, to be honest. But how long has he been at that bar? Um, Just waiting for him to turn up. Yeah. What if he didn't turn up? <laughs> <laughs> Just dies of alcohol poisoning. We have an agreement, Robert. Delos stays out of your stories. You stay out the valley. Good point. Uh, and he's like, he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I didn't break the agreement. Your project did. Yes, don't. And he goes, here you go. This is a memory card with all the times you've had a bit of a mare. And he's like, oh, cheers, mate. And I've written, you'd burn that immediately. Mm. Like, I wouldn't be knocking about with half of the stuff that I've done today alone. Um, let alone, like, nights out where I've I've made some bad decisions. Um, I don't want to be knocking about with that where someone can just access it all. Fucking YouTube moments of my absolute worst mm. days. Yeah. Does he see it as his worst moments though or is that like his highlights package? He's probably loving it. Good, very good point, guys. He might see that as like his a recording of all of his greatest achievements because he values yeah. the part. That's a very good point. I hadn't <laughs> thought about it that way. Very good point. Um, it's interesting. This whole scene, by the way. Yeah. Um, I love it. Because I love yeah. having Ed Harris and Anthony Hopkins act with each other and just interact with each other. So he, obviously, Mib finishes his McAllen. He probably doesn't. He just doesn't want to be there. Uh, he's like, look, enough games. I'm off. Uh, so he walks off and he's definitely gone. He's left the bar at this point. Yeah. There's like one other guy there. <laughs> <laughs> and he goes, no, William. Perhaps one final game. Dun dun dun! And it's like, what is this? Yeah. Who is he talking to? Like, are there like other hosts there that are like, oh yeah, yeah, that's that's pretty good. Like, is Gotta he? Say, that is that is hard just to refute. Awful, like then. Sunset Beach. It's it's like that. 
like or days of our lives like it's it's that esque where yeah you want the camera to sort of like as it's zooming in on Ford's face to be a little bit like up and down like really bad and camera slightly work. blurred slightly out of focus yeah <laughs> yeah like struggling to get focus again as it, it I, gets closer i have to say i enjoy i enjoyed it maybe i'm deluded maybe i'm deluded but i, I just think i liked it i mean look i just like anything that, silly, anything though, that anthony it? hopkins says is absolute gold in the show mate like i can't criticize him just because even his delivery there's on point like it's on point for me yeah, i don't care who he's talking to okay but if he's if delu- in that same he's scene, deluded he's a god he just fucking talks to himself he does what the fuck he wants i like it it's like it's so Machiavellian. It's so like, oh look how good I am. I can just say this to you behind your it's, back. It's while for, you walk it's for away. the viewers, though, isn't it? It's for yeah, la- lazy yes. viewers. Like if yeah, and he does have good delivery. And look, there are some people. There's no way they'd even be able to attempt to do that line without anyone going. What are you doing? Yeah, like a size more or something. But oh my god, um, can or Coughlin or Coughlin. Yeah. Oh my word. Well, I tell you now, like yeah, but he would be shouting it, so he probably would. <laughs> Probably would hear it down the fucking hallway. And, hey, and now, will we have one more game? Um, William, yeah, just William like... would come back in and go, "What? Sorry, what'd you say?" And <laughs> would go, "Oh no, 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 <laughs> nothing. Nothing. nothing." Now it's for the viewers. Um, yeah, I didn't like it. I didn't like it, but you know, look, as long as you're pleased, then very happy. Good. Um, so he gets home. Uh, his wife's annoyed. Mm. Walked in. She dropped her bag or something really aggressively. Or she tried to put it on the side and it just fell off or whatever. Mm. And then she mugs him off, calls him Billy. <laughs> Love that. Uh, oh, sorry, I know you hate it when I called you Billy. And then out of nowhere, she just goes, oh, I guess it's time for your yearly pilgrimage. Uh, what exactly do you do in the park? Logan told me stories, but I just didn't believe it. Uh, I thought he was hysterical, wasted. Uh, which I guess is what everybody thinks I am now, eh? Don't they? So don't. I'm like, whoa! Like, where's this come from? Wow. Um, she goes from naught to sixty in seconds. Um, I don't know who this actress <clears throat> is, but I actually really like her here. And I, I this, these whole past scenes Schmalkin. with uh, William and her arguing, brilliant. Yeah, absolutely love it. I want to see more of this in Westworld. I want to see more of these. Well, she's dead. <laughs> These little vignettes back into the past. Um, Vignette. Because they look great and uh, they, the acting's great and I love finding out more about these characters. Because at the end of the day, we, we criticised... We're criticising this season and we love this season, but we're criticising it because of its obtrusive storytelling and the way that it feels like it has to jumble up the narrative to make the reveal seem so spectacular in the finale, right? Yeah. Whereas what we want to see more of is this character study stuff. Yeah. I love yes. it. I love seeing more of Mib. I love seeing his wife. I love seeing more of Emily. I love seeing how they got to the <laughs> point where they got mm. to. I need more of this character study stuff, please. Mm. And I think if they yep. could just find a balance in the third season now, where they really hit in between these two things of like a distorted narrative, because that's fine, yep. but just a bit less, and maybe a bit more character-driven, flashbacky type, you know, d- development there, I mm. think I think it could be an excellent... I could, I, it could be. It could win Emmys, this show. I want it to win Emmys. Yeah. It's on the cusp. It's got all of the elements there. They just need to fine-tune it a bit. Yeah. So uh, she then goes, you liar, you fucking phony. You're a fucking virus. Mm. You came into this house, Mm. into my family, what? And you consumed it from the inside out. He's done what? First my brother. He didn't, did he? 
Then my father. Well. I, what? Uh, and now it's me. Left her last. Uh, so then <laughs> Emily pops up. Mum, what are you doing? <laughs> uh, she's like, all oh, right, you know, you've gone off the rails again. Uh, we're going to have to take you back. Ruthless. Ruthless daughter. Mm, but she's probably seen it a lot. You know, she's grown up with it. She's grown up with this alcoholism and all of this stuff, especially even from Uncle Logan <laughs> that she references later. So, you know, she's it's been in her family. Mm. Um, so it's a bit of a tragic situation, to be honest with you. Yeah. For all of their wealth, sad. very a very tragic life, it seems. That's it. Money cannot buy you happiness. So she goes, no, no, I, no, I just need sleep. Yeah, sleep, that's it. Nice sleep. Um, so he takes her upstairs. Uh, she goes, is this real? Are you real? Did you ever love me? Tell me the truth. Tell me one true thing. Uh, and then she says, if you keep pretending... You're not going to remember who you are. Uh, so she sleeps, and we're going to reveal what, what Miv actually says. Because he decides to start having a conversation with her now that she's calmed down, or pretending to be asleep. Tiny flicker of darkness. Invisible to everyone. But I could see nothing else. Till finally I understood that the darkness wasn't some mark from something I'd done, some Regrettable decision I'd made. I was shedding my skin. The darkness was what was underneath. Everything you feel is true. I don't belong to you. Or this world. I belong to another world. I always have. Anyway, have a good sleep. Uh, I'm just going to leave this memory card uh, that I definitely should have destroyed uh, just here. And I'm just going to leave the room in that. And I was like, oh my God, she, was, she wasn't she was sleeping. She's awake. First of all, brutal delivery from Mib there. Um, and I could see it coming. We could all see it coming. Um, but Ed Harris, man, he is just... Awful, isn't he? He's just... I mean, like, he, he's been the star of the season. Um, him and Aki... Waiting to worst line of the week. Yeah. <laughs> him and Aki. Uh, but it's an interesting point about where he leaves the memory card. Is it like a little book? He leaves it in a book, yeah. Oh, it's not it's not Plutarch, is it? No. The uh, the profile card, he puts it in a book called Slaughterhouse-Five. Ah, oh, yeah. Uh, good. And uh, I've been on Wikipedia, because I've, you know... I just was looking up facts for you for tonight. Busy day, was it? Uh, yeah, had a day off. Yeah. Um, You're a doctor, for God's sake. No, well, don't give away my job. <laughs> yes, I do save lives. No, I don't really. Um, well, no, because you're on fucking Wikipedia. <laughs> open heart surgery. No. Um, <laughs> um, Are you sentient? 
But no, you know, she's dead. She's dead. Um, no, so Wikipedia says uh, about this book, the story is told in a non-linear order and events become clear through, flashback, through, through flashbacks or time travel experiences from the unreliable narrator. <laughs> that is a description of the way that the book is told. Does that sound familiar to anyone? I think the unreliable narrator is obviously Bernard, right? And we've got uh, time travel flashbacks and all that sort of jazz. So, yeah. hey. Yeah, that's that awesome. So, little nod there, little meta nod from the, from the showrunners. Yeah. With, uh, with, with Billy's wife, we've all been there when you're that drunk. As soon as you get into bed, you are asleep. You're out of it. Yeah, Done. good point. I think she's faking it. Oh, you think she's faking being drunk? That's what I mean, yeah. 100% oh. Gaz, I'm with you. I don't think she was ever drunk at this party. I think she was trying to get some information out of her husband. Um, oh, I don't know. I really do think that. Uh, so she gets the memory card, sticks it on the little iPad or whatever it is. Um, first video that comes up is Mib about to rape someone. I mean, come on, man. Jesus. I mean, Come on. Yeah. Imagine <laughs> finding out or finding a memory card of your other half where they've just done the most despicable things for the last 30 years of their lives. Mm. And then they come back and act like, oh, everything's fine. But instead they've been raping and pillaging and mm. murdering just relentlessly. I mean, it's horrible. Well, one, one of the videos is him just kicking a dog in the head over and over again. Well, <laughs> so on the uh, on the profile, we get a quick, uh, a quick glimpse of what is actually there. And uh, I'm going to read you the main sort of summary of, of, of Mib, of William, of Billy. Um... He is category forty-seven B. Now, I, I I don't know. I've always what, thought that. I don't. Yeah, I, I don't even <laughs> yeah. know that's related to. Interesting to note that he is subject number zero zero two. Ooh. So who's zero zero one, guys? I do not know, but that is very Logan. interesting. James Dallas. Um, the occurrence Daddy of his us. personality type is naught point naught naught seven two percent. Rare. Um, so that would say it's rare. Uh, <laughs> and under his three sort of categories um, are persecutory subtype, delusions, and paranoid subtype, mm. um, which plays beautifully into this episode yeah. and what we see happen to Mib or have seen happening to him over the course of this season. Um, so a lovely little touch there. Um, and what sort of Pokemon is he? Um, he's fairy. <laughs> he's not fairy enough. He's fairy dark, because now you can get twin type Pokemon. Oh, okay. So they, they've evolved. To oh, a... I'll save that for the other podcast that no one listens to. Oh, yeah. She then, uh, the mother, Juliet, uh, she then decides to stick this memory card of, uh, of Naughty Mib um, into the little ballerina box mm. that she knows that Emily is definitely going to want to have. So she's indirectly storing it there for Emily to then have access to her dad just raping and killing people. I mean, yeah, it's brutal. come on, man. It's brutal, but she wants her to know the truth of no, why know, she did it. but, you know... She wants her to know me. Write a letter. Oh, God. Um, <laughs> I find videos a lot more, you know, informative, to be honest with you. Well, no, but, like, if someone said, oh, uh... You know, blah, blah, blah's passed away. I'd be like, oh, that's awful. If they sent me a video message and it was someone getting absolutely obliterated in a car crash, I'd be like, what the fuck is this? Why don't you just tell me they passed away? Anyway, so um, nightcap for Mib and Emily. 
Uh, and they're like, look, it'll all be fine. It'll all blow over. Um, oh, ceiling's leaking. What's going on there? Uh, ah, mum's dead. Mum's dead in the bath. Tragic scene. Um, and interesting here that we see that she did overdose. Um, yeah. Where we were questioning earlier in the season because the mini flashes that we saw of her um, in the bathtub had a lot of blood. That is still the case. Mm. Um, she went for the double whammy, it seems. Um, uh, and we did say that that was a possibility. And we, we were just questioning the fidelity of Mib and if, whether he was actually a host or not because he's misremembering certain information that we were told in season one of how she killed herself. But this yeah. is confirmation that he does think that she overdosed and slit her wrist. So mm. <clears throat> it's no misinformation there. This is another piece of evidence to sort of suggest that he actually is human. Yeah. Um, to sort of, uh, you know, as much as this episode is more than ever trying to tell you, hey, he's a host, he's a host. There's actually little tells here saying he's probably a human. Mm. Um, well, let's hope so. Yeah, well. I'd be delighted. Yes. <laughs> um, um, Gaz. I thought... I thought I was, I was thinking for a while, um, you know, we, we obviously, I think you brought it up in a theory corner a while ago, Len. Um, or is is it is there any chance that it's actually um, Mib in the bath? And um, the, throughout this episode, I kept jumping around thinking, oh, what if it's what if it's Mib? What if it's what if it's Emily? What yeah, I, th- I thought it was going to be Emily. Yeah, when when she appears at the party, and it's like, oh God, yeah, she's around. Um, could be her, but um, but it was obviously uh, Juliet. Uh, do you think? Um, do you guys think that the the miss or the kind of misinformation about whether she cut her wrists or overdosed um, is that is that a deliberate ploy to throw us off the scent and get us questioning? Is that yes. all part of? It's it's actually a really clever kind of subtle way of doing it, isn't it? Yeah. Um, and, and you know it it encourages people like us who do look for deeper meaning to go down the wrong path. <laughs> um, it's it's good. It's really good. Are we happy to to leave that story where it is? Yeah, let's go mid present. Cool. <clears throat> so we're going mid present. Uh, when did it creep in? A tiny fleck of darkness. Was it all in my head, or in a remnant of a dream? Uh. Is this real? Are you real? Too many questions. Um, so then uh, we get Emily as that's happening. Uh, Emily wakes her dad up. Um, <laughs> she says, uh, <laughs> you need to get to a hospital. Yes. Yes. I mean, fucking hell. He's Three been, episodes ago. He's been shot six times this season. Oh, you should probably go to a hospital. Um, what I loved about it here, he... His computer. This is computer game one hundred and one, boys. Um, he's had the small med kit, the large med kit. <laughs> yeah, he's got. He's back. Don't worry. He's yeah. back. He's gonna be fine. He's used up. Used up his uh, his potions of healing. Yeah. <laughs> the beacons are lit. Um, and Mib goes. When did you do that? She goes about ten minutes ago. Uh, she goes. I know. I know why you're here, Dad. I ran from the pain, also. Uh, and in my notes, I was like, yeah, that and the sex and the killing is why your dad's here, but whatever. She says, I blame myself as well. She goes, you remember when mum got me that really expensive, thoughtful present uh, engraved and that? 
uh, and I threw it in the bin and called her a pisshead. Uh, I felt bad after that. Yes. Awful, awful daughter. And this interaction was really interesting um, because it it's another fidelity test, right? It's another fidelity conversation. So as this is flickering between the um, past scenes and these scenes, some of the reactive acting here is very interesting because at one point, Mib looked very confused. Yeah. And I was sitting there going, well, they're just trying to make us think he's a host again now. Yeah. Um, so another piece of evidence sort of suggesting they're really laying it on thick um, that he is a host, which was making me actually pull the other direction uh, now. Um, but yeah, interesting another fidelity test, which actually backfires on Emily later on mm. uh, very badly. Yeah. Um, so he says, uh, so how did you find me? This is a big place. Yeah. Yes. Massive. Yes. It's on Mars. It's not on Mars. <laughs> <laughs> it would take months to find someone and you found me immediately. Uh, she goes, I looked everywhere. You don't believe me, do you? No. No, he doesn't. And correctly so. I don't either. But it's 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 annoying because like that's a genuine question that a viewer would have. And and she they don't answer it. They just skirt around and she goes, well, don't worry about that. I've got some other things I've got to talk about. <laughs> yeah. That project uh, that Uncle Logan used to talk about, it's real, isn't it? Your pursuit of immortality for life. There's always an angle of you. You want it to be about control, don't you? Yeah, being all judgmental on that. Can I be a part of that, please? <laughs> uh, which made me laugh. And then he says, that doesn't sound like the daughter I know. Oh, so... Mm. He's not happy here. And maybe he's right to be uh, unhappy. All this data you have on the guests, their decisions, it's precious. Gives people a second chance, even mum. But to duplicate a person, you need to capture them down to the tiniest detail. A little funny robot walk. <laughs> now, Tin man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. How oh, do you not give that one a heart? Now, this line, I get you, I get the data you have access to here genetic uh epigenetic that's easy yeah that's easy mate <laughs> yeah yeah that's easy yeah don't worry about that but obviously you would need some kind of like head device to to scan the brain <laughs> oh the hats the hats that's a of little de- that's a delicious reveal that is yes i have to think that's just that's ingenious yeah. i loved it I really loved- did i i hated it honestly i just thought i thought like <laughs> You're kidding. It's it's a hat. What if one of them goes, oh, head's a bit itchy here. I don't fancy wearing it. Like, Obviously, they're allowed to take the hats off, Gareth. They don't have to fucking wear You'd have to wear your hat the whole time you're there. But what it does do is it enables them to at least get a semblance of a scan on the person, even if they just wear it for a bit. It's mm. just a scanning them. You yeah. know what I mean? It's not, you don't have to wear it. It's not like an MRI scan. You have to be in there for an hour. Mm. You can just have it on and it's scanning you. Mm. Um I love the way they tied it into the sort of mythology of the world that they're living in. You know, th- this idea that when you well, go into the, the park, it's a black hat or white hat scenario. Um, and it's <laughs> really interesting that that is the key way in which they get the tiniest details on the guests, other than the genetics and other than the um, the fidelity testing, the, the cognition testing. This is the intricate scanning of their brain. Are they Are they only doing this in Westworld or... Like in Raj World, do they make it make them wear a turban and or like in in Shogun World, are they going? Oh yeah, it's put put this top knot on. I'm gonna I'm gonna be honest with you. 
this is only a Westworld thing as far as I understand. Mm. Um, I don't know about Shogun World or the other parks. But then I've got a bit of an issue. They've probably gone. <laughs> Somebody's had a conversation at some point and said, we can probably only do this in Westworld because that's the only place that we can convince everyone to wear hats. <laughs> we saw inside them down to the core. I want to know why mum did it. Right. Why all these questions, nosy? Fuck off. And she goes, sorry. Yeah. Uh, that was hilarious when he did that. Uh, and then he goes to nought, from nought to 16 seconds. Yes. Uh, you're, a f- you're a fucking host. Ford, you're a dick. Nothing's stopping me from getting to the end. Uh, not another one of your games. I make my own decisions and I'm going to destroy this whole fucking place. And she goes, you know what, dad? You're a dick, and I'm sick of this. I'm going to expose your project and push you on the floor. So she pushes him on the floor. <laughs> uh, so that happens, fact. Uh, he goes, yeah, well, you know, mum's suicide was your fault. Fucking hell. What's he doing? Like, a bit harsh, like. No, he's lost it here. This know, is the deluded but... <laughs> paranoia coming in. But yeah, let's, let's yes. continue. Yeah. Uh, so park security arrive. Uh, the guy's like, holy shit, that's the bus. Uh, just uh, just do a little scan of you both here. So, little scan of of Mib. Uh, he comes out right, doesn't he? It's all, all fine. No no threat. I, I do think these host scanners, and we've seen them earlier this season. I don't think they're a legitimate way of telling between. Like I think Ford could have <coughs> created newer hosts that don't have this scannable ability. Mm. Um, but you know, once again, they're really trying to nail it on the head here. Oh. Is he a host? But even the scanner says no. So yeah. So as yeah. as they're yeah, but as they're scanning his daughter, yeah. Rather than wait for that, he decides to punch that guy who's been very nice to him up until this point, uh, and kills everyone. Yes. Um, which is brutal. Shocking. Um, That's what it is. What are you doing? It's this is where the episode goes into full shock mode. Yeah. This so, is yeah. So then Emily's like, Dad, what are you doing? They're real people. Yes. This isn't the game. Uh, And then I was like, oh, fucking hell, we shot her. Like. Yeah. And he goes over there and gets his little knife out. um, Goes to cut her arm, I guess. He goes, oh, the memory card of God, for fuck. The profile card. Yeah. And I can't believe he did it. I can't. I I genuinely can't believe it because even if she is a host. He's a guy that gets things done. Oh fucking hell! <laughs> I was, I was so shocked and um, very naughty. And this is it. He's un, he's an unredeemable character at this point. Well, he, no, he's. I mean, look, we love Game of Thrones, and certain characters have been redeemed from situations, but this is fucked up. Mm. Um, he has gone over the edge, and it was interesting how throughout this season they've led it up to a point where you kind of have a bit of sympathy for the character. Even in this episode, when you're having the flashbacks to him and his wife being really drunk and stuff, mm. it's all t- it changed in like ten minutes. Yeah, and it was like it's gone from okay, I can sympathise with this character. Go, you fucking monster! Um, <laughs> I have literally, I cannot support you in your quest anymore. Um, it's brutal, but it's true, and it, it's an amazing flip that they've just done there, in yeah. my opinion. Yeah, um, I agree. Look, Mib's not he's not buzzing at this point. He's like, I've made a serious. Uh, error here I've misjudged the situation um, <laughs> so he's not in a good way uh, and then we next see him he looks you know pretty depressed knocking about um, get the music build 
he's fucked it all up. He reaches for his gun, puts it to his head, and you're like, Ooh. Um, and then there's the line, uh, what is a person but a collection of choices? Uh, where do those choices come from? Do I have a choice? No. So then he goes, right, uh, I'm not going to kill myself, but what I am going to do is cut into my arm because uh, I want to know if I'm a fucking robot or what. Um, and then just a cliffhanger. That's it. You don't. You don't even get to see it. Uh, I think I wrote boo, boo, rubbish. I think he. I think he wants to be a host. Yes. At this point. Yes. Um, he wants to be able to um, release himself of responsibility of everything that he's done. Yeah. Hundred percent, um, Gaz. Yeah. Um, so it'd be it'll be interesting. Um, I, I can I ask a question? Can I go back a little bit and ask a question about the scanner? Because what the scanner? I didn't think the scanner was was scanning. Are you a host? It was scanning to see if he's if you're a threat, dangerous. Yeah, if um, he's a threat. No, it scans hosts. It scans the uh, element in their spinal column, <clears throat> which is the explosive. Which means if they leave the park, they explode. That's what happens to the yes, host. Yes, okay. So that's what okay, the scanner so. scans for. Um, obviously, um, as I said, they could have been built like Maeve has without that piece in. Yeah. So there is a chance that they can be scanned and, you know, get away with it. Mm. Um, but you're bang on about um, the the man in black here, William, Billy. He, this is so interesting and why now I really want him to be a human in this instance forget about him meeting his host version later on, which I think would also be great. Um, but he is deluded to the point of where he <laughs> thinks he's now a host. So it's this really interesting difference between a host, because the hosts usually believe they're human, right? Yeah. So you've got like Bernard and, you know, other host characters in the part believing they're human. But now you've actually got a human wanting to believe that they're a host. And I think that's a really interesting situation to, well, yeah. to sort of, you know, really delve into there, and he's gone fucking nuts. So, but it's it's that like desire of disassociation. Like, yeah, you get like serial killers that are like, oh, God told me to do it, or the voices in my yes. head told me to you do need, it. They need an excuse, or my fucking next door neighbour told me to do it. Oh no, I didn't. Like, so it's just like <laughs> always looking to blame someone else. Yeah, uh, and uh, every little um, kind of monologue that that the Mib has in this episode is, what is this thing? What is this thing inside me? Rather than just, this is me and this is mm. what I do and I, I yeah. make these choices because I want to make these choices. He refuses to accept it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and that's just so dark and interesting. It's like Shakespeare sort of stuff. It's a, his family is a whole tragedy, man. Yeah. It's a tragedy. Like, it's just, they've been wiped out. Mm. Um, so look, it's, it's like a dark version of, of Space Jam. Where they drink the juice. Oh yeah, and they're like, "Oh, we've had a cracking half there." They've had the water, and he goes, water. "Yeah, they've had, yeah, they, yeah, they they fucking use drugs to try and beat the other team." What sort of Disney film is this? Well, let's be honest, the monsters were already that roided is, up to the max. <laughs> that is true. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But then it turns had... out it was in them all along, and that's what's happening with the Mib. You know, look, you're not a robot. It was in you all along, and he's going to be like, "Oh yay, oh." oh. Yeah, so there you go. But they do beat the so mo- he will is- beat the monsters in the end. <laughs> <quite> yeah. <laughs>
is he going to start playing basketball? Is this how it ends? <sighs> if Bill fucking Murray can get into that team, I reckon Ed Harris has got a fairly decent shell. If Bill Murray turns up next week, I'm buzzing. <laughs> I think we're in a quite a nice place going into the last episode where we're going to be intrigued um, as to what that episode will bring and the answers that we'll get. Uh, so naturally, we now move on to Len and his crazy but not so crazy Reddit theories. <laughs> Welcome to the penultimate edition of Theory Corner. There will be a Theory Corner next week where we discuss what we think will happen in season three because that's been um, confirmed, that's renewed by HBO. So we will have season three theories next week. Um, But right now we're going to focus on the penultimate episode leading into the finale. And guys, we had some confirmations this week. We had a confirmation that the... The Forge, or the Valor Beyond, is a giant server which houses all the guest data, so we'll give ourselves a t- little tick there. Um, we got some confirmation, or no confirmation, that uh, Man in Black is a host, um, and as we've said throughout the episode, um, that one could go either way, but I think we're all in agreement in this podcast that we are going to see a host version of William in some capacity in the finale. Yeah. Um, just to reference one of our favorite theories and and what I'm going to do in this theory corner because I think this is interesting to lead into the the finale next week is I'm going to sit, I'm going to list all of the theories that are still possible right that we've discussed and that could possibly happen and I'm going to introduce like one extra one right okay okay um spoiled spoiled before we do that I just want to there's a couple of little interesting things to note about um Dolores and William obviously the whole of season 1 was a sort of love story between them that got extremely twisted, right? Yeah. And they became very separated by the end of the uh, end of the season to a point of hatred, you know. Makes um, sense, that. But if you actually look at their journeys, um, both Dolores in uh, this timeline and William as well, they've pretty much had exactly the same sort of thing happen to them. They've destroyed their 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 closest companions, their loved ones. On their on their crusades, you know. Yeah. Um, so there's a high possibility, and this is just a, a theory for next week that <clears throat> Dolores and the Man in Black might team up in some capacity. Um, they might have respect each other for what they've been through and might help each other. Now, look, I'm not saying that Dolores ain't going to blow his brains out, <laughs> and the other way round. But I can see there being a very good scene with Dolores and William next season. They've had zero interaction this season, yeah. other than in flashbacks. So just be geared up for that. I think that's a strong possibility there's going to be a little Dolores-William <coughs> connection next week. Are you guys happy with that happening? Yeah, makes sense, doesn't it? Looking forward to it. Now I'm going to run into uh, run on to uh, a theory that uh, I, I found on YouTube. Um, so not Reddit this week or Facebook. Um the theory goes uh, like this, and it is the fact that, that that basically Ford has created another park completely outside of Delos's control without them knowing about it. And the door is not actually a way for the host to escape um, into the real world. 
but it's actually a way for the hosts to go into a new park and start their own civilization. Interestingly, I've seen the promo for next week. Um, uh-huh. And we don't like talking about the promo too much here, but as it's the finale, <laughs> I'm going to mention some shots. There is a shot of Maeve leading like a, like it's like something out of the Bible. Like a, Moses or something. Yes. Shit. Yeah. Through a, a place which has like a, <laughs> Is it a, red a sea? split, <laughs> has a literal split in the sky. Right. Now this looks. So it is the fucking Red Sea then. It 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 looks a little bit like it, mate. Right. Okay. Um, it's very subtle in the background, but it could be anything. But it, it it could be literally like a separation to a new park or something. Right. So, I quite like this theory, <clears throat> mainly because I don't see any way that the host can survive in the outside world. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they need somewhere to grow and to flourish and become a civilization, perhaps. But then I guess, like, the intrigue as to what the real world is at this point mm. won't go away. Agreed. So this whole, like, this isn't the real world sort of yeah. thing. Yeah, I like that. I like that as well, John. Uh, Gaz, what are you thinking over there? I'm also thinking, uh, if that's the case, then then who cares? Like, why is everybody so passionately trying to stop them? Like, does it, you know, if if they're going into their own new world, then that's lovely. Let them do that. I know you're 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 such a utopian at heart, Gareth, and I love <laughs> you for that. But unfortunately, the humans in this show do nef- do definitely not want to see that happen. Yeah. Mainly because they fear the hosts, and it's the you know, like Ford even says in this episode, fear the walking um, hosts. <laughs> he even says like we have to have dominion over all creatures. You know when they hear a noise of us in the forest, they run away, you know, or we just control them because that is what humankind is like. It's a very depressing way of looking at human nature. I don't wholeheartedly agree with it, but, um, so it's interesting, you know, they would want to destroy the hosts. Yeah. You know, they're, they're lost his IP. There's no way they would let them coexist. Mm. It's not a chance. Let's run through the ones that we've mentioned this whole season leading up to the finale now and ones that are still alive and on the table. Okay. Let's do it. Okay, guys, I'm going to give you a quick summary of each one. The first one I'm going to bring up is the Bernard is Teddy theory. So this is the the Bernard that wakes up on the beach um, is actually Teddy. has got Teddy's brain in Bernard's host shell. Um, we've said this from literally the first episode of the season because it was very, very popular and it's still got some popularity. Um, it, at least that Bernard has someone else in his like consciousness when he wakes up on the beach. Um, guys, after Teddy blew his brains out, is there any chance his host, uh, his host little core could be put in Bernard? Any chance? Ugh, I, mean, I, I was never a fan of it originally anyway. Um, Cut to John saying he loves it. <laughs> yeah, I think it's a great idea, man. Um, nah, fuck that. Okay, Gaz, you agreed? No on that? I've been with John the whole way on that one. Not a fan. Okay, that is a new, 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 new. Okay, um, the next one, which I think is still on the table, is that the the hosts uh, take the guests' uh, DNA and all their, you know, guest host bodies and escape into the real world as real people or under the guise of these real people. Thoughts? Yeah, I mean, definitely still possible. Why not? That is a door, isn't it? That is a way that is a way they could survive in the real world. So that is an interesting one. Is that maybe what Dolores is referencing when she says we're going to use it against them? 
yeah, hundred percent. I think that might be her intention. Mm. Um, obviously, we've listed the problem with this is the recasting. Um, but as we've seen with Anthony Hopkins this season, just because then he's not physically there in Bernard's head, he is there, you know, in terms of as visions as you can see him physically there. So yeah. there is a potential there for a season three to have this interesting dual mind situation going on with maybe some of these people <clears throat> that we know, like a Logan. You and never all these get away characters. doing that for a full episode, uh, for a full season. No, I agree. Um, I agree. But can you imagine like... Um, like one of them it, it, suddenly they get like the fucking Chinese prime minister's DNA. Yeah. And you got like this small Chinese man. Yeah. Uh and you're just following him for the whole season. But with just Dolores just kicking him out. Just knocking next about. To him, just going, look, do this now. And he's like I, I, I don't want to. Yeah. Why am I doing this? Why am I pressing this button? Yeah. Um yeah, it's just that would be mental. Yeah. Um thinking about it now, I actually think it it would be hilarious, but yeah. Um, no, I, I I think some kind of version of that an invasion would be quite cool. But yes, uh, but yeah, the recasting thing is is an annoying one, isn't it? It is. It is an annoying one. Um, the other one that we've said uh, all along is that they have duplicate bodies that Ford has. Oh, actually, already created. Do you, do you know one way they could do it? Go on. Do you remember um, uh, Quantum Leap? Yeah. Great program. Yeah, so he played, uh, like he would obviously jump into the bodies of people, people throughout history. Yes. Yeah, so you would always see Sam Neill, but he'd be play- he could be playing like... That's what I meant. Oh, yeah, no, yeah, that is good. Yeah, yeah he could do that. Yeah, yeah you like that. Good. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, interesting, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. Um, but another way they could do it without any recasting shenanigans uh, or visual trickery is uh, that the, the, the one that we said from day one when we saw all of the host bodies in the water is that Ford or the hosts have created duplicate bodies um, and put their, their minds, extracted their host minds, which we've seen a lot of this season, so it would make sense, into the new bodies. Uh, the, the evidence for this already is the fact that we know that all of the host bodies are in the water. The second piece of evidence is the fact that the brains that the in the current timeline that the Delos organization has found are virgin minds, as they call them. They say they have never really experienced anything, so they've been wiped or they've never been used. Yeah. So that would imply that a group of hosts has escaped in new bodies, right? Guys, I think that one's pretty strong. Yeah. Yes, but... Um what's the what's the point like in in relation to in relation to this idea that they infiltrate the real world um aren't we saying that they need real world bodies so that they can take somebody's identity if they're just if they're just themselves their characters from well gareth they're not really achieving that much to, to back this up is the thing that we've been saying in in other theory corners is the fact that we believe that it's possible that all of the hosts within the park are actually modeled on real people yeah, um, uh, and yes. we've said that since the start of this season, especially seeing Dolores out in the real world in episode two reunion, there was always the thought that the hosts were always modelled on people for, that they had known in the real world or had identities. It could be rich people, so there is that out there, which makes it quite interesting as well. Just to close off before we go into the finale next week, I just want to know from both of you guys straight up two things: one, is the Man in Black a host? No, no. I'm going to agree with you, no, which is a change for me. Mm. Are we going to see a host version of Billy, William, the man in black? It's a pretty safe bet, I think. Yes. And that was Theory Corner. 
excited. I'm excited for next week. Not the podcast. I'm excited yeah. for the episode. I'm but, very excited um, for the episode. But also the podcast, yeah. in a way. Um, we have one more segment to cover. Uh, and we're going to throw this over to uh, to Gaz. Uh, because he is going to give us maybe a collection of. Um, but hopefully, just one. Uh, and hopefully gets to the, uh, the point very quickly. Um, his... Worst line of the episode. Thanks, John. And, you know, it's all about context a lot of the time. Um, however, I think this one on it, this one stands on its own. Um, so we'll get straight to it. Maeve uh, lying um, with her neck exposed and all that, looking horrific in a bit of, in a spot of trouble. Um, she's obviously not in a good way, which leads to uh, Mr. Tech Guy. Um, coming out with this one, and I felt felt bad actually. I didn't want to pick on the text every time, and Ford did have a couple of iffy moments. But we can't, we can't, you cannot ever <laughs> say Anthony Hopkins has had the worst line of the week. That's not a possibility. So I had to revert back to uh, to Techie, and he goes um, uh, a bit like this as well. He goes, "Not long now." As soon as they say the word, it's over for you, sweetheart. <laughs> to to Maeve, who's lying there dying. <laughs> what are you thinking, mate? Like you are just set. You, if he has ever seen, if he's ever seen a movie or a TV show, he knows that he has just set himself up to be brutally murdered by Maeve. Like, that's definitely <laughs> going to happen. Cheers, mate. <clears throat> so that's it. That's it for another pod. That's it. Um, if you have enjoyed listening, do review, share, and subscribe to the host of Westworld. We are on iTunes, Spotify, TuneIn, and all major podcasting apps. Yeah, and if you're listening on the website, there's a little button right underneath. Just you say a little button. Massive. Ma- massive. Squarespace. They fucking annoy me with their button sizes. Don't have a go at them. Sorry. We are sponsored by Squarespace. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's also worth noting our parent podcast that Len has just mentioned, which is our... Uh, I guess the website fan critical um, also on the major platforms we discuss other TV shows like The Walking Dead Game of Thrones Black Mirror Stranger Things yeah uh, we also cover major event movies uh, recently we've done uh, Avengers Infinity War uh, Solo Deadpool 2 uh, and Deadpool 2 yeah that was funny wasn't it um, and of course uh, on Instagram if you want to suggest any other films that we should cover let us uh, know let us know and, and we'll probably give you a, a fairly straight no um, but you never know. We um, might go. Yeah, we'll give it a go. We 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 you know we gave up on Jurassic World. We just didn't do it. Um, we were never gonna do. No, it. we were never gonna do it. Um, but you know, we need some suggestions. So if there's any, any suggestions out there over the summer, then uh, happy happy to listen. Yeah, uh, we are fan underscore critical at fan underscore critical on Instagram and at fan critical pod on Twitter. We're also on Facebook as fan critical. You'll see us with our little eight bit characters. Yeah, boy. Um, yeah. So follow us on those channels for all the latest updates on, on what's going on. And that will also have everything to do with the hosts of Westworld as well. Cool. Uh, Len? We are everywhere. We, are, we actually are everywhere at the moment. It's, it's, it's worrying. Yeah, too um, much. We're in the mesh network. We are meshing out, you know. Too much. Too, too much. Len? Thanks very much, mate. More theories next week. Yeah, no worries. And, and the theories next week are going to be really exciting because they're going to be completely out there. Um, oh, we're going to go back to full crazy. Well, we can, mate, because we'll have a blank slate next week guessing yeah. about what's going on in season three. So That's it. Excited. Right, well, Cheers, mate. No worries. Uh, Gaz, thanks very much. 
Thank you very much, and I'll be back next week with worst line of the episode. And there, we're excited because it's going to be fully out there. And <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay. I mean, you don't have to do that segment next week. I'm not bothered. Um, and I've been your host, John. Um, see you next week. Yes. Finale. See you at the finale, guys. Ooh. Finale. See ya.